You're listening to Kyle Warren. So I figure they were all sitting around at the White House in the communications department or the president's advisors. And somebody said, they must have said, hey, let's send Joe Biden out there and do a press conference because that can only help us, right? It can only help us to try to turn around this these horrible poll numbers, the negativity, the perception that Joe Biden just is not up to this task. We must have thought that. But I got to tell you, folks, it had exactly the opposite effect. Exactly the opposite effect. Stay with us, folks. All right. Welcome, everyone, around the globe and across the net. It is... The Friday slash weekend edition. That's right, folks. It's the day of the week when we keep you entertained and informed a little bit more than we do throughout the rest of the week. If that's even humanly possible, and as always, we do our level best to send you off into your weekend with a smile. Thank you very much. A singing host making his contractually mandated and obligatory appearance here on the program. Folks, welcome to the show. It is the Friday slash weekend edition. It is Friday. It is January 21st, 2022. And boy, do we have an awful lot to tell you about here on the program today. Uh, we're going to talk about Joe Biden and the press conference, the perceptions, uh, obviously, that are now coming out of that press conference. And some of them may be a little bit different than you might expect. Uh, we have um, a piece actually from CNN we're going to tell you about. Um, talking about Joe Biden's press conference, uh, whether or not is, is this really just a problem of getting on social media more? Is, is it really just a problem of that? I don't think so. Uh, I think it was a disaster. I think the president, um, you know, saying the things that he said, creating the mountain of uncertainty that he created um, with his comment about the incursion versus the invasion, having to clean up these kinds of remarks following this major press uh, conference uh, went on for almost two hours or so. Uh, this is really uh, just getting out of hand. These low poll numbers have not had the desired effect, it would seem, uh, that typically politicians, um, you know, how they respond to low poll numbers. Generally, they want to do something that actually gets their poll numbers you know, to go back up again so that they have a much better time of it. Now, all this goes together. We'll show you how on the program today. Also, uh, we'll talk about, you know, what should the Joe Biden administration do at this point? They're, they're not going to listen to me. I know that. I'm just simply saying, generally speaking, uh, you'd have uh, some real course corrections going on at a time like this, but they're making really no course corrections. And why is that? Again, they've been colonized in by the far 
left and the Democrat Party. Uh, Mitch McConnell even talked about some of the things Joe Biden could do. We'll tell you about that on the program today as well. Uh, but also, before we get a little bit too further down the line here, let me tell you that, of course, I'll be a guest later on this evening on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with host Captain Matt Bruce. Uh, and all that happens at 11.05 p.m. Pacific, 2.05 a.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can uh, simply go to kylewarrenshow.com. We've got the links there where you can listen live to the captain's flagship station of AM860, The Answer, there in Tampa, Florida. And, uh, of course, you can hear me on the program six nights a week. Always a great pleasure to be on the program with Captain Matt Bruce because we will have all of the breaking news uh, that's happening in America overnight on the third watch. Um, and news does break. In fact, very sadly... Uh, I was uh, uh, we were uh, going through the program last night and I saw the news alert come up that Meatloaf uh, had uh, died. Uh, the uh, the singer, of course, a very famous uh, rock and roll music artist. Uh, so many people know his songs. I would do anything for love uh, and many others. His Bat Out of Hell uh, album from the late 1970s uh, certainly was uh, one of the I think one of the best selling albums of all time for rock and roll. Um, and so Meatloaf. Uh, whose name was Michael Aday, I believe, Michael Lee Aday. Uh, he was, of course, a, a, an artist in the true sense of the word. He was passionate about his music. He was he just gave it at all his all when he was on stage. Um, and uh, so, honestly, we will never see the like, I think, of Meatloaf uh, ever again. Uh, but uh, he really did make some great music, and I think entertained a lot of people, and uh, sort of wrote the book on a lot of a lot of this stuff and really showed us how to do it and I think made it look easy. Uh, basically, but it's not. Um, but uh, so once again, Meatloaf, uh, he passed away at the age of 74. We understand now that he was suffering, at least from the reports I've seen earlier today, looks like he was suffering uh, severely from COVID-19. So that is also uh, just a terrible tragedy. Uh, but that broke on the show last night. And uh, the captain and I were able to uh, bring that information uh, to the listeners. And then the captain, uh, I thought was very nice. He, he uh, brought up um, uh, Meatloaf song as we went into the second hour uh, for the um, Trucker Highway and Byway Report, uh, which we do uh, each night on the program. So uh, as a sort of a lead into the Trucker's Highway and Byway Report. So Meatloaf is going to be missed. There's no doubt about it. Um, okay, so um, as I was mentioning, uh, we'll be on the program tonight, so we hope to see you there as well. And welcome to everybody who's finding us from my appearances on the Captain's America Third Watch. Let's listen in here briefly to what Joe Biden said at his press conference, which caused, well, international confusion and uh, made things a lot worse um, than they really have to be. Let's listen in to President Biden. That it, Russia will be held accountable if it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, etc. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine, and that our allies and partners are ready to impose severe cost and significant harm on Russia and the Russian economy. Okay, so that's what Biden said. Now, what did Putin hear? Huh, there's some kind of distinction between minor incursions 
and full invasions. I mean, honestly, this is where we're at now at this point, folks. This is com- this is completely crazy. You know, I can't imagine what the Democrats, uh, Democrat Party elite, what do they think, for example, about the riots during the summer of 2020 when the cities were burning and, you know, just on fire? Um, was that a minor incursion or was that a riot? I mean, uh, I think we start to see now kind of how, how uh, uh, messed up some of the perception is, it seems, <laughs> from the Democrat Party elite. We'll talk more about this and more on the other side of the break. Don't go anywhere. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. If you're a veteran looking to file for your service-connected benefits through the Department of Veterans Affairs, don't go it alone. AMVET's highly trained service officers stand ready to walk you through the process at VA regional offices around the country, helping you to navigate the complex VA system free of charge. With new presumptions for Agent Orange exposure and other conditions, AMVETS can offer you the advice you need to finally receive all of your earned benefits. In 2009 alone, AMVETS helped process more than 65,000 claims and appeals, securing more than $410 million in benefits. To find your nearest AMVETS service officer or to learn more, visit at amvets.org. Hey, I'm going out to buy those shelves for the closet. Oh, will you pick up 800 lumen bulbs? Honey, I love you, but 800 more flowers? You'll give the neighbors a real reason to think we're wacky. <laughs> Not flower bulbs, light bulbs. Come on, Dad. Lumens tell you how bright a bulb is. Our 60-watt bulbs give off about 800 lumens. We can replace them with new 800 lumen bulbs. Bulbs just as bright that use much less energy. So, we'll save money. Yes, and we can use that money to increase my allowance. Right. (laughs) Wise guy. Worth a try. So, you got that? Got it. No tulips, no watts, 800 lumens, and more savings. He got it. Lumens, the new way to shop for light. Learn more at energysavers.gov. That's energysavers.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Energy. After a long, hard day in the rough-and-tumble world of politics, open a tall, cool Kyle Warren show. Ah, that crisp, refreshing taste. That smooth style. That effervescing attitude. And without all that other stuff that can, well, bog you down. Helping to put back what the daily media assault takes away, listen to The Kyle Warren Show weekdays right here on this station and visit the website at kylewarrenshow.com. I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook. Class is in session with the professor of politics, Kyle Warren. Yes, it is. And thank you very much, Mr. Ron Edwards, for that great liner and intro for the program. And of course, folks, don't forget, you can go to kylewarrenshow.com. That's kylewarrenshow.com. Find out more about the program. Subscribe to the program. Listen to the program. Find us on the uh, great podcast services like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, also Spotify, Podcast Republic, and a host of others. KyleWarrenShow.com, and we keep going up and up and up. Just like the music is doing right there for one for one reason and one reason only, and that, of course, is you, the listener. Thank you so much uh, for spending time with us. Thank you so much 
for uh, tuning in. Thank you so much for, uh, uh, you know, sending me messages and letting, letting me know that you're out there and your kind words. It's always encouraging. It's great to hear it. I really appreciate it. And uh, we have a lot more, of course, uh, to tell you about. And of course, uh, as many of you know, uh, I'll be on the Captain's America Third Watch later on this evening uh, for the Captain's own weekend program. And the Captain has asked me to tell everybody about the great folks at MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. And um, when you go over to MyPillow.com, you're going to find just just a host of great products, um, including the Giza sheets, which I have, uh, uh, the MyPillows themselves, the original MyPillows, uh, which I also have, um, the slippers, these new slippers that Mike Lindell uh, has brought out to MyPillow.com. Mrs. Professor has uh, the slippers. She loves them. And then also the MyPillow towels, uh, we also have, uh, just got them as a matter of fact, and they are stupendously great. Uh, so honestly, what I'm saying is that there's really nothing nothing you can go wrong with um, for whatever you might need with all these different products from MyPillow.com, from the sleepwear, the pillows, the sheets, um, and the... the uh, uh, slippers, all these different things. So simply go over to MyPillow.com. You can click on the uh, on the link that says Radio Listener Specials. Be sure to click on that link as well. But whatever you buy, no matter what you click on at MyPillow.com, um, you definitely want to use the promo code CAPTAIN. The promo code CAPTAIN. So when you go to check out, put in that promo code CAPTAIN, you're going to save a bundle. Now, if you don't want to go onto the internet uh, and put your credit card information on uh, and uh, going to an internet uh, site, uh, store for any reason, uh, simply call the good folks at MyPillow.com. 1-800-641-5459. That's one 800 641 Five four five nine. They'll help you, and uh, also give them the promo code Captain. You'll be helping out the program. You'll be helping out the Captain's America, and we really, really appreciate it. Okay, so getting back here to uh, what Joe Biden had said about well, it depends. You know what they do. It's a minor incursion, or you know. <laughs> And again, what is the differentiation? It seems to me that if Russia comes over the border, that seems like an invasion to me. Um, but in other things, you know, what is just a minor incursion? Uh, that's why I mentioned the riots of the summer of 2020. Were those minor incursions uh, where they don't really have to do anything? Or were they full-on invasions? Were they riots? Were they not riots? Were they mini-riots? You know, I don't know what they were, you know, <laughs> so, or at least the Democrats uh, party elite. Now, again, you notice I mentioned that term, folks that are new to the program and mentioned that term Democrat party elite. Well, I'm talking about the just that the Democrat party elite, the party elite. We could even just take the word Democrat off of it, I guess. Uh, I'm not talking about rank and file. Democrats, Republicans, independents cross the highways and byways. Because one of the interesting things I find that seems to um, to sort of go away is uh, when you're comparing the Democrat Party elite with registered Democrats, more uh, you know, by and large, um, I don't think they think exactly the same way as the Democrat Party elite. Democrat Party elite have demonstrated time and time again that they don't seem to be too interested in what's happening even to Democrats across. The, you know, I'm going to do a Joe Biden. They're not interested in what's happening to the Democrats, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I think, didn't he do that again or something at the press conference, I think? Um, when he, he starts this the weird whispering thing. 
But uh, be that as it may, I don't think the Democrat Party elite are too interested in what's happening uh, to Democrats, to Republicans, to independents. Um, in terms of inflation, these worst numbers that we've seen in 40 years, um, we're seeing um, so many people uh, beginning to struggle uh, because of this. Uh, we're seeing people now start to make uh, real tough decisions about what they're going to spend their money on, what they can't spend their money on, what they have to live with or live without uh, as a result of the uh, of these uh, inflationary problems. Um, someone may say, well, We've got uh, the higher minimum wage, this place, that place or whatever, or, you know, you you can say wages have gone up or whatever, but the inflation has eaten away all of that and more, it would seem to me. So everybody's just back in this same boat that we were 40 years ago, basically. And so that's just not something that you would tout ever as being something that would be... um, Uh, something really to write home about. But here comes Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants to uh, just try to come out and and say, well, you know, has anybody done in a, you know, more than I have really in their first year and and on it goes. And he's completely clueless. This is an opinion piece um, from CNN. Uh, It's an opinion piece. Um, I, this person's name is Frida and I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. Uh, Gittis, uh, it looks like, uh, it's, uh, but, uh, at any rate, it's an opinion piece from CNN and, uh, they write, uh, if you were expecting president Joe Biden to announce a major relaunch of his presidency during the press conference Wednesday, marking his first year in office, you heard something quite different. His approval ratings have fallen, but Biden is not acting like a president who thinks he got very much wrong. Instead, he acknowledged the country faces difficulties, but vigorously defended how he handled them. It's been a year of challenges, he declared at the outset, but also a year of enormous progress. (laughs) It's well, you know, they write these things for him. Biden took questions for over an hour, um, and it was essentially two separate press conferences. The audience was the first, the American public. The second was directed at Russian President Vladimir Putin, who undoubtedly played, paid close attention to everything America's commander-in-chief, the unofficial head of NATO, had said about the growing tensions with the Kremlin and over what Washington says is an impending Russian assault on its neighbor Ukraine. So... You can kind of see where where this kind of might be going. Uh, He talked about the spiking inflation, uh, uh, et cetera. And and, and so in other words, what's happening out there? Everybody knows what's, they can see it with their own eyes. They see what's happening. Uh, Let's see, but it goes on to talk about just for time's sake here. I kind of want to get down kind of to their conclusion, basically. Because, yeah, he talks about these things. And remember, you know, he, you know, acknowledged some of these things, but he doesn't really. But because a course correction would be in in the the order of the day, wouldn't you think? Course correction would be the order of the day. Uh, To anyone watching who has been watching the to anyone who has been watching the breathless analysis of the Biden presidency as a failing enterprise, this person writes, it may have come as a surprise to see that Biden doesn't see it that way. If he did, he would be changing directions. Well, he should be changing directions. Instead, they write, he seems to plan simply to shift gears, to rev up the messaging and get more input from people outside the administration. If he's right, 
if he's slumping, if his slumping approval is primarily the result of temporary circumstances and inadequate communications, and he can push his legislative plan of action in smaller, somewhat more modest portions, his stepped-up messaging effort might just convince voters to see his presidency through the same pleasantly tinted Ray-Bans as Biden does. Oh, that's so wonderful, isn't it? You know, honestly, um, you know, I, I, I saw this um, this piece. I started reading it earlier, and I thought, well, you know, maybe maybe they're going to see the light. No, I think the light is definitely filtered by the Ray Bans. Uh, you know, nothing to I love Ray Bans, but the sunglasses, as it were, that's a better term <clears throat> for this purpose, being filtered through by the sunglasses, and they just um, they just can't see the light. It's just un, you know, it's really really unfortunate. So now, what is what would Biden be doing? What would any administration be doing? As a result of this, well, I think that they would be making some pretty big, uh, pretty big course corrections. That's what Mitch McConnell was talking about. Mitch McConnell was saying, look, if you're going to, you know, you know, you could get some things passed if you just actually did like, you know, um, govern from the middle, be more of a moderate. But in this particular case, I think the Biden administration, they're not going to do this. So, you know, I'm just going to put this out there anyway. They need a total top down change. And they, they need to uh, uh, change everything about this administration. I think that even includes the press secretary, Jen Psaki, which, um, which we'll tell you on the other side of the break, Joy Behar does not want her to retire. There's something that she may leave the position this year. But uh, they need to do everything. I, I, think, I think the administration needs to look at the cabinet officers. I think they need to look at everything. Just getting on social media isn't going to fix things for them. Telling people that what they see with their own eyes isn't happening isn't going to do it for them. They actually have to do good things. But I don't think that they're really going to rev up and do that. Okay, stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. A short time out, then back with more. So stay right there. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. Stay tuned for the Edwards Notebook right here on The Kyle Warren Show. Because traders, government officials, and high-tech corporations, does China now have a permanent strategic advantage over the United States? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee, according to Nicholas Chalin, who recently quit his position as Pentagon software chief, China has an overwhelming software advantage over the U.S. military and could shut down our nation's electric grid which would instantly render our republic a third-world nation. Even leftist energy secretary Jennifer Granholm noted that adversaries could shut down our electric grid and that cybersecurity attacks are happening all the time. Former Pentagon software chief Nicholas Chalin believes that China's victory over the United States in technical warfare is a foregone conclusion. Leaders from NATO, the Pentagon, and Taiwan have warned of China's high-tech threat I believe the Chinese threat can be overcome via new variations of software created here in America, which could quickly render China's current advantage null and void. But that won't happen until U.S. Chinese concubines are drummed out of office and corporate America. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, simply go to theronedwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. You're listening to Kyle Warren.
All right, welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through and rocketing through this Friday slash weekend edition. And I hope that you have some great plans for the weekend. And here in Southern California, we're going to be experiencing at least, looks like Friday late until sometime Saturday, we understand, a pretty significant Santa Ana wind condition. In fact, I think we've got wind advisories and alerts pretty much all through California. California at this point, but here in my neck of the woods, Southern California, we could get uh, some pretty good gusts of wind. Sometimes they can gust up to almost 80 miles an hour. Uh, that's not the the norm, obviously, but you can get some pretty strong gusts uh, uh, just uh, just depending. So uh, so we'll batten everything down here. We'll let you know how things are going. And later on tonight on the Captain's America, you might hear the wind whooshing. Uh, outside uh, the uh, outside my window. Uh, okay, uh, we're going to get back here in just a second about things the Joe Biden administration can do. Um, uh, you know, in terms of trying to change the course, they're they're not going to do it. But one of the things that we really need to change course on, I think, uh, our own Governor Gavin Newsom has just had a real eye opening experience. Now, in Los Angeles, in a place called Lincoln Heights, you may have even seen this on the national. News. Um, there is an area of railroad tracks where people jump onto the Union Pacific cargo trains. You know the uh, you know moving the products and so forth in these big containers and train cars, and they basically raid the train cars and they throw everything onto the tracks. So in a long long stretch of tracks up in L.A., again in a place called Lincoln Heights, um, you get uh, just uh, boxes uh, strewn across the tracks, uh, other items. Um, you've got all kinds of washers and dryers get thrown off these trains. Anything of value, maybe that's not what the criminals are looking for at that time. So they just dig through everything, evidently, until they find what they want or something they think is of value they can take away and the tracks are just strewn with stuff also deliveries for people people that might have ordered photographs family photographs i've seen this on the uh, on the local news and so forth so it's just a, a, it just is a, a major major disaster major disaster california governor gavin newsom went there um, and was helping to pick up a lot of the trash on the tracks. And he had some pretty interesting things to say. And it's kind of like you want to tell him, well, yeah, you know, yeah, everything, you know, things are looking pretty bad. In fact, he said he thought it sounded like a, uh, looked like a third world country. He wanted to know what the hell was going on. His exact words. I think we've got the, uh, uh, yeah, there it is. There's the audio for that. I see what you see, I see what you've been covering, I see what everybody's seen and asking myself what the hell is going on. I mean, look like a third world country, these images, the drone images that were on the nightly news day in and day out. Some networks weaponizing them for their own, you know, political agenda and others just reporting the damn news. Okay, so there you have Governor Newsom, some networks weaponizing them. I don't know what you weaponize about this. I don't. The, the word weaponization never even came into my brain when I'm seeing these things on television. You know, I guess the one thing we have in common is you are asking. Uh, we are all, we're all asking uh, what the hell is going on here. But, of course, Gavin Newsom, 
uh, probably more surprised than anybody because remember California is supposed to be you know this is the this is the the garden spot this is the this is the jewel of the United States that he wants to uh, that he believes needs to be replicated in terms of the st- kind of government and so forth California has so many wonderful things of course obviously but what I'm talking about is his approach to governance the Democrat monoparty approach here in this state and since we continue to see these these the rise in crime this is a major uh symptom of that or or major result of that i should say um that we see people just doing this they don't care there's there's no filter they're they're not interested in um um in in doing anything other evidently than going out and stealing the stuff off of trains or smashing and grabbing or the uh amount of catalytic converter thefts in california in fact up in la i saw a report yesterday uh the city yards that people are getting into these city yards where they store all these vehicles and people are cutting out the catalytic converters out of the out of the uh, uh, vehicles the city uses it goes on and on and on so third world country gavin new Governor Newsom, well, maybe, you know, try to get a grip here or or get a clue, I should say, to understand that something is going on and that something has to do with the total disregard, really, for trying to maintain law and order, um, you know, letting criminals go free for no good reason. It goes on and on and on from there. So maybe, just maybe, Governor Newsom got a wake-up call. Uh, because, you know, this looks really bad because it's on the national news, makes him look bad, gives and whatever um, whatever uh, notions he might have of ever running for higher office makes him look pretty bad, too. So he's out there picking up garbage. And uh, but then, of course, the weaponization of the information. No, no. Well, nobody has to weaponize this. OK, I think that's the important takeaway. Nobody has to weaponize this because it speaks for itself. All right, speaking of speaking for themselves, Jen Psaki might be leaving. This according to Joy Behar, who was uh, uh, singing her praises on The View when they interviewed Jen Psaki. Uh, uh, she tells her, I enjoy your press conferences so much, she says. Um, but then at the end of the, uh, end of the interview, um, she says, Jen, before I get rid of you, which I'm enjoying you so much today, I really am, unquote. She says, quote, a little bird told me that you might be retiring, resigning the job this year. Say it isn't so. Okay. Well, first of all, this goes back to exactly what I was talking about. If the Biden administration or if a presidential administration, just pick one, just generic presidential administration. If it was serious about trying to change these dismal poll numbers, if it was serious about it, it would actually change things. A lot of people would be replaced. They would be replacing the uh, the press secretary. They would be replacing uh, Dr. Fauci at this point because of the he's just a lightning rod. Doesn't matter. Does doesn't even matter if he would if, if any. If, let's just say everything Dr. Fauci said was true. It still doesn't matter because he is the lightning rod. Okay. And I don't know how you get past that without getting a different person to come out and talk about COVID and whatnot. Um, even these cabinet members, uh, Kamala Harris has done such a dismal job. You know, she does not serve at the pleasure of the president like the uh, cabinet members do. But you get the you get the drift. 
you've you've got to you've got to have a complete change. They're simply not going to do that, though. They're, they're simply not, even though that would be what any other administration likely would do, given the same circumstances. Okay, folks. Well, let's uh, take a minute to listen in to some of my appearance as we do here on the Friday slash weekend edition to my appearance from earlier today on the Captain's America Third Watch Radio Program. Take it away, Captain. I want to start out with this. Joe Biden leashed out yesterday at a female Fox reporter, and he, in the process, made a, a damn fool out of himself again. After the Russia comment uh, has ignited a bunch of controversy as tensions are rising all through the region, and uh, he is in serious trouble, the guy needs to keep his mouth shut because all he's doing is making things worse. He really is making things worse, Captain. The two-hour press conference was uh, the first step in really making things worse for a foundering Biden administration, I think, to say the least. But you're right. He continues to lash out. This latest example uh, is just one of many. And uh, certainly um, he's the one that opened the door by talking about this minor incursion versus an, an invasion and saying, well, we might argue what we're going to do and what we won't do if it's just a minor incursion. You know, Captain, when you're the president of the United States and you say something like that, it causes a lot of people to react, not only in Moscow, but also in the Ukraine um, and all over the place. Our allies wonder, well, what is this guy even talking about? So when he was asked about it, and of course, he did try to say, no, it's uh, any any crossing of the border is an invasion. So that's a, a sort of an interesting thing for the president to say. People duh, cross the border. Duh. You know? <laughs> exactly. But the fact is, Captain, you know, he's not handling it well. All and right. He doesn't like to be challenged. Okay, hold that thought. We're going to break. When we come back, we've got a caller online. So caller, hang on. You'll be the first one up. In the meantime, this is the Captain's America Third Watch. I am the captain, along with Kyle Warren. We'll be right back. This is Kyle Warren, the professor of politics. There's more of the Captain's America Third Watch coming up right after this short break. Stay right there. You're listening to Kyle Warren. This is Chicago-style hot dog here. I'm not feeling too good. Turns out, along with all the other bad things my cholesterol does, they say it's a risk factor for strokes. Strokes? Sheesh. Good news from National Stroke Association. Exercising, eating right, and asking your doctor about medicines that can help lower your cholesterol, like statins, may reduce the risk of a first stroke. And if you've already had a stroke, it's even more important you lower your cholesterol. Lower your chances of stroke by controlling your cholesterol. Visit stroke.org today. Hey, John, I just heard you got a new computer. Congratulations. Thanks. It's the coolest thing. What will you do with your old computer? I don't know. I guess I'll just throw it away. Well, my company just bought new computers, and we decided to donate the old PCs to a place that gives them to local schools. You could do something like that. Seriously, who would want a three-year-old computer? Hey, it might be great for someone else. Computers can be refurbished and reused instead of ending up in the trash. By passing it on, you can help the community and the environment. If you're replacing your company's IT equipment or you're finished using your personal computer, pass it on to a local organization that accepts computers. To learn more, log on to epa.gov slash pass it on. This message was brought to you by EPA, Dell, Intel, HP, NEC, Philips, and this radio station on behalf of EPA's Plug-In to E-Cycling Partnership. EPA does not endorse any commercial services or products of these groups. For information on all partners, log on to epa.gov slash plug-in. In sports, five games were featured in Hockey Action last year. Every year, millions of people rely on portable generators when they lose access to electricity. 
But some of them don't understand that a portable generator's carbon monoxide emissions can kill if their generators are used indoors. So we're here to clear the air. Always take your generator outside, away from windows and doors. When you take it outside, you distance yourself from the dangers of carbon monoxide. For more safety tips, visit TakeYourGeneratorOutside.com. Hi, folks. This is Kyle Warren. I'd like to hear from you about the things we're talking about on the program. Go to KyleWarrenShow.com, click on Send Kyle a Message, or send it to my Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Kyle Warren Show. You're listening to Kyle Warren. And welcome back, everybody. Kyle Warren with you. Welcome back as we continue racing through, rocketing through the Friday slash weekend edition. A windy edition of the program for me. And, uh, of course, uh, without further ado, uh, let's get right back to my appearance from earlier this morning on the Captain's America Third Watch radio program with Salem host Captain Matt Bruce. Take it away, Captain. This is Kyle Warren, the professor of politics, and you're tuned in to the fastest-growing overnight radio program in America, The Captain's America. Third Watch with host Captain Matt Bruce. Call us at 1-877-969-8600 or send us a direct message. Go to thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. That's thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com. Take it away. Captain. Well, Kyle, I will take it right away. By the way, I've had several messages uh, since the show started over there on the website, so keep them coming if that's what you want to do and don't want to call in. In the meantime, this portion of the show is being brought to you by MyPillow.com, Mike Lindell's MyPillow. Now, I've got some tremendous news for you from Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Yesterday, he told me to tell you all the safety nets are off on the slippers. They are reducing every one of the my uh, slippers at mypillow.com 50%. Go over there, take your pick. All the slippers are 50% off. Now, I got the super deluxe, kind of looks like moccasins. I got the extra padding in so you can walk around and uh, maybe use them for shoes instead of whatever. Uh, that's what I got. And 50, if I'd known I was going to say 50% then, I would have bought them that time right, right on the spot. But anyway, that's going to save a lot of people a lot of money. So if you truck on over to MyPillow.com and look at the slippers that are there, my slippers, you'll be able to save 50%. Now, you have to have the promo code to do it, and the promo code will always be CAPTAIN. The promo code will always be CAPTAIN. And you can give them a call on the 800 line that they have if you want to do it that way at 800-641-5459. That's 800-641-5459. MyPillow.com, promo code CAPTAIN, 50% off the slippers right now. That's a big deal. And the phone number is 800-641-5459. MyPillow.com, promo code CAPTAIN. All right, back to Kyle Warner, professor of politics. Hey, Kyle, you're going to get slippers now? I, I just might. You know, this is such a great deal, Captain. I mean, you know, who who would have thought? I mean, this is really... This came out of the clear blue sky. They sent me an email. And they said, hey, we got great news for you and your listeners. I said, what's that? So we're going to have a special for the next few days, maybe through the next week, but certainly for over the weekend for on the 50% off the My Slippers. 
That's amazing. Yeah, we just got the the, the great uh, my pillow towels, uh-huh. and so yeah, we'll take a look at the slippers. You'll be dry <laughs> sooner. <laughs> All right, hold on. We've got we've got the mayor of Clearwater on the line here, Mike. Okay, Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, Captain. Hey, Kyle. You know, in addition to the gaffe that uh, with the whole thing with Ukraine, um, the president was asked, "Well, you know, Mr. President, if." You can't pass these voting laws. Are you going to accept the 2022 uh, results as being valid and legitimate and beyond? And he, oh well, that depends on what the Republicans do. So they're they're taking a play from President Trump's book. And I, I wonder, 2024 comes when DeSantis or Trump or whoever it is that's the Republican that takes office. I wonder if President Biden's going to peacefully hand over power. Or if he's going to rally his base and, oh, this was stolen from us and we can't let the... You know, it, it's looking awful interesting now because these people on the Today Show, oh, it's shocking that the president would say that. So even the ultra-liberal, uh, you know, Democratic uh, journalist people didn't even buy it. That That's proof right there that they didn't they didn't buy it. So, you know, it, it's it's all coming to a head now, isn't it? And... I'd like to hear what you have to say, Kyle. Thank you so much. All right, go ahead, Kyle. Well, thank you, Mike. Yeah, that is a great, uh, great uh, observation. And, yes, uh, what President Biden did was front load everything about the 2022 election so that they can say, look, you know, this whole thing was illegitimate and we can't really accept this. Who knows how far it would go? But, you know, when you have an American president talking about, as we mentioned in the last segment, the incursion versus an invasion, that throws everything into a tailspin. But this also throws everything into a tailspin. I mean, how much damage can Joe Biden do um, in uh, in one uh, particular press conference? Because by doing this, he's, he's giving the minions, as it were, this sort of uh, uh, license to say no matter what happens, they'll just say, nope, it, it wasn't legitimate because the Voting Rights Act, whatever they're calling it, wasn't passed, and therefore, you know, we have the right to simply say uh, that we don't accept this. This is wrong for the president to be doing. Yeah, I agree. All right, and we're going to go back to the phone line for a second here. All right, Ian, what's on your mind? Yeah, it's Ian in Clearwater. Go ahead. Yeah, about what you guys were talking about before with Biden saying this incursion thing. I don't, I think Biden was told to say that by the Politburo that, that owns him. He's just a front man and a dummy. I agree. And he's, inart- he's inarticulate because I think Biden and this whole cabal that runs this is nothing but a bunch of warmongers and they're looking to gin up a war with Russia. Now, I'm not saying the Russians are the greatest people in the world, but the, the people are. I'm not saying Putin is. I'm just saying they're down. And this is, Samuel Huntington said, patriotism's the last resort of a scoundrel. That's right. And that really wasn't meant to defame patriots. It means that politicians hack warmongers. When they're out of cards to play, they start wars. This guy's failing. His regime is is failing. And they're looking to gin up a war. And they threw that out because they're trying to get Russia to take the bait. And I don't think Putin is that dumb. No. You know what I mean? No, he's not going to. That's gonna. what it is. Okay, nope. he's mm-hmm. just baiting Putin so he can get a pretext on and make them jump first and then get the moral high ground to start a war to save his failing regime. Thanks, mm-hmm. bye. Yep, okay, well, there may be some merit in that, but nobody's going to start a war with anybody. They're going to saber-rattle 
we don't have the ability to be able to do what the Russians are sitting there getting ready to do, Kyle. Well, that's that's exactly right. One of the things that Biden could be doing, though, um, is answer the question, not in some ambiguous terms. And, you know, Captain, it seemed to me that he went off script right at that very moment because he was it looked like he was reading it. And then he kind of stopped and said, well, of course, it depends on what they do. And if it's some kind of minor incursion, et cetera, it just seemed like he went off at that or or inadvertently started talking about what they actually are talking about behind closed doors, mm-hmm. you know, when they talk about these issues. But, you know, Captain, what the president could be doing is he could say, you know, uh, we're not just going to have economic sanctions, but we're also going to do other things like maybe arm the Ukrainians or arm their neighbors. And we're, we're, you're not going to be able to uh, steamroll uh, through these areas uh, just because you think that you can. But this is a different president. It's not a Reagan. It's not a Trump. Uh, it's certainly not a, a you know uh, any of the uh, strong presidents that we've had in the past, both Republican and Democrat. Well, that's all true. And I talked to some of uh, military veterans that were over there, including some guys from the uh, most recent adventure in Iraq and Afghanistan that were there last night where I was at. And uh, we were talking about this very subject. And they believe that if the United States gets involved in this, it'll be strictly with firing some missiles and uh, some aircraft, maybe some long-range aircraft, that sort of thing, supporting the people on the ground. But we won't be on the ground, although I have to qualify that by telling you right now we do have special forces on the ground in the Ukraine uh, doing some training with the uh, Iranian, Iranian, Ukrainian version of special forces right now on the ground. They are doing that right now as we speak. Well, that's exactly right. And it's kind of the same principle, Captain. You know, when you relax the, the, the bail uh, for, for criminals, you let them right back out on the street, you give them the message that we're not really serious about um, either stopping crime or punishing crime. It just gets worse. The same thing is, has to be said for Vladimir Putin and his regime. If he feels that he can come in and get away with it, that's exactly what he, he will do. And now he has this notion that, well, maybe there will be some confusion as to, did I do a minor incursion or did I do an invasion? And on it goes. And he sees that this president just, and I hate to say it, it pains me to say it, that he just doesn't have the wherewithal to stand up and, um, you know, and, and really uh, draw the line, because there are no lines here. Crossing one's border with whether or not it's a company, a platoon, uh, a battalion, a division with guns blazing is an invasion on any standard. doesn't matter how, how much the size is or who you're talking about. So uh, that is what it is. Now, the Dems nuclear option, that push failed uh, last night on the election bills, died after Cinema and Manchin uh, voted to keep the filibuster in polls uh, because Americans, quite honestly, like it. The polling that came out, they like what uh, Cinema and Manchin did. Well, they did. Of course they did, because they see what Build Back Better is. It's not about building back better. I mean, they, they give them these ridiculous names that, you know, make it sound like they're going to do something amazing. How about, build back, want, how about build back sometimes? Build back, right. <laughs> well, they, well, they want to get back to normal. <clears throat> they don't see this president. They don't see uh, this Congress led by the Democrats in both houses. They don't see them as trying to do everything to get us back to normal. Uh, so people can get back to their lives. They see him trying to voice something on the American people. All righty. Hold that thought, folks. We're taking a break. We'll be right back here in about three minutes. 
So don't go anywhere. The Captain's America Third Watch rolls along. Kathy, your turn. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch, heard live right here on this station from 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern Time, overnight Monday through Saturday. Call 877-969-8600 and tell us what's on your mind. All right. Thank you so much, Captain Matt Bruce. Always a pleasure, folks. Thanks for listening. We will see you on the radio tonight and right back here next time. Until then, everybody out there around the globe. You're listening to Kyle Warren. Take care out there.